LOI Match Day on Off The Ball. Hello and thank you for joining me, Stephen Doyle, with you again to preview this weekend's action in the SSE Electricity League. Coming up on this week's edition. We've picked up some good results and we've picked up some woeful results in relation to where we're at. So we need to try and get ourselves where we're fighting and scrapping right through to the end. Hopefully it'll be a very different ball game and stuff and hopefully yeah we're at home as well, which is always a big thing. We can we can bring something away from it. Yes, you'll be hearing from Cork City manager Liam Buckley on his search for a new manager and Fijian born rugby player turned footballer for Finharps, Scott Waru. If you can, like and subscribe to the podcast, which is out every Thursday, and you can find me on Twitter under the handle at Rebel. On match day 25 in the Premier Division, well, last week was the last truncated match day with all of the clubs involved in European action back on the fixture list this week. While they were away, the two North Dublin clubs managed to bag three points each. Cork City's poor run continued with a 2-0 defeat at home to Shelburne. One of the Hull City Lawnies scored his first goal in his third appearance for the Reds. Oh. Wood is in here. He's up against uh, Byrne, takes a shot and it's there. Goal for Shelburne. 14-0, Shelburne won. Harry Wood has put Shelburne ahead here at Turner's Cross with 19 and a half minutes on the clock. The hottest striker in the top flight, Johnny Afalabi, made it seven goals in six consecutive matches with a double in a 2-0 win against UCD. And then Drogheda United, having been 2-0 down at home to Sligo Rovers, scored an equaliser in the 78th minute. Here's Rooney. Davis is making a run into the box. Foley has it now. He gets a cross in right footed towards Davis. It's a really good opportunity for the crowd of players. It in. It's gone in. It's 2 2. Yeah, Dale Rooney there ending his nine match wait for a goal. On match day 26 in the Premier Division, the three clubs in European action won't play until Sunday, so just two matches on Friday night kicking off at 7.45. St. Patrick's Athletic could go just one point behind the leaders, Shamrock Rovers, with a win. The Saints are away to Sligo Rovers, a side that will be without top scorer Max Matta. The New Zealander signed for English League One club Shrewsbury Town during the week. Now, while Rovers in seventh are 13 points behind the Dubliners, they've beaten them in their two previous meetings this season. Mata scored the winner in a 1-0 victory last time in Inchicore, while it was 2-1 when they won at the showgrounds in March. Drogheda United will also be without a key player for them when they make the trip to Dalymount Park. Impressive 19-year-old Irish centre-back Manny Adeboyega has signed for Norwich City. Bohemians and United are in good form coming into this with Bowes losing just once in their last seven and that includes three wins. Drogs have won two in an unbeaten run of five matches. A home win could see Bowes return to the top three on Friday night. Shamrock Rovers and Cork City will close out the weekend at 6 o'clock on Sunday the Hoops are in a bad run of form losing 5 and drawing 1 in their last 6 matches in all competition that is at the time of recording before the full time whistle blew on Thursday's second leg against Ferenc Varosh now Rovers haven't managed a win against the Siders this season losing 1-0 at Turner's Cross and of course involved in that epic 4-4 draw at Tallis Stadium speaking on Side on Thursday manager Liam Buckley was urging his City players to go and express themselves on Sunday Who would have fancied us to beat Rovers a few while back and draw the beating of the week before that wouldn't, you wouldn't have got money on that you know, kind of way. But that said listen, it's a difficult match they're top 10 best in the league uh, from where we're at uh, we've drilled them up in Tallis and 
the centre-halves had a big bury in that match, but nonetheless, it wasn't allowed in the game. Um, I don't know in the game, but with Talis. So we need the lads to play with that free spirit and that have a go effort and, and give it the best shot and see where we go from there. Buckley started well when he moved from his director of football role to fill in after Colin Healy left the managerial position. City won four on the bounce in June, but since then have been beaten four times in six league games. I asked Buckley if he could put his finger on what changed. There's reasons or excuses. Some people say them excuses, some people have reasons. But we, we've had quite a few injuries. Uh, now, we know all the teams have injuries, but if you look at ours, um, we've had a catastrophic run of luck uh, in relation to that, uh, with the mental players that are out. Um, so, uh, you know, from a squad point of view, when you're missing seven eight players, it's, it's, it can be difficult. And we have found that difficult. Now, to compound that, when you lose a couple of games, all of a sudden, it's difficult to see yourself winning. When you're winning, it's difficult to see yourself losing. When we went through the three or four games where we won, uh, you think, geez, we we're going to push on up the table. We've, come, we've tripped ourselves up then, we lost a game or two, and we need to just bounce out of that and give ourselves a chance of winning games. Now, we're better than what we've been showing in recent weeks. We need that fight that we, when we do four games that we won in a row, we need to get back to that and see that out right through to the end of the season. And if we do, we'll give ourselves a chance. Now, one player who could return in a couple of weeks is striker Rory Keating after the devastating loss of his father, Kieran. Buckley has left a decision to his player as to when he feels ready to return to playing. I saw Rory yesterday and the day before yesterday uh, and uh, look at he's still raw, you know, the kind of way. It's, it's been a terrible tragedy for the family. Uh, from where we're at, there's a bigger picture here. He's first. Uh, we come after that. When, it, when he's ready to go, now we'll see how about this weekend where we're at um, and certainly the following week as well. But I do see Rory. I think he's coming around to getting back into playing again, you know, because of it was an emotional last few weeks for him you know the kind of way as it has been for for his, for his family and whatever so um, it'll be Rudy's call when he comes back uh, and uh, we'll see how it goes for this weekend As City bid to retain their top flight status they have been seeking a permanent replacement for Healy with Drogheda United boss Kevin Doherty turning down the offer to take the job Buckley revealed the search is ongoing, but would it be his preference to have somebody in the job before the end of the current season? Yeah, well, that would be helpful uh, from that end of it. Because, um, yeah, a new coach coming in, having a look, you'd have to, you'd have to gauge it then on, on the current staff and myself, uh, you know, where all the players stand and whatever. So, yeah, it would be ideal. But uh, if it's not the case, it's not to be, you know, the kind of way. But from where we're at, as a group now at the moment, uh, we want staff and players to take full responsibility for where we're at here. And we will take full responsibility and we're going to give the right belt right through to the end of the season. There won't be a game now that we turn up. I don't I see any of the players. There's no excuses. We, we know it's, it's full-blown. We're having the right belt there now to give us a chance of getting out of the bottom two. Whomever is in charge, they do have a six-point gap to close on the drugs. Ah, look, at it. listen, we've 23 points to play for. So, and every one of them will be no less important than the previous one. You know, kind of way. So, we, we will be looking for every single game. We've got to try and irk out enough points. Now, what that's going to be, I don't know. But we've got to take every game on its merits and see what we can get out of it. We've picked up some good results and we've picked up some woeful results in relation to where we're at. So, we need to try and get ourselves where we're fighting, scrapping it right through to the end. And if we do, and it's enough, great. If it's not, and you end up in a playoff, somebody's going to end up in that playoff. Yeah, they'll have a tough game. Yeah, whatever it is, you've 
got to take that and see where you go from there. But where we're at at the minute, we want to try and get out of that and see if we can we push up the table a wee bit. First up on Sunday at three o'clock, UCD entertained Derry City, who advanced to the third qualifying round of the Europa Conference League. The students are still anchored to the bottom of the table and have conceded a total of eight goals in their two previous defeats to City this season. At five o'clock at Oriel Park, Dundalk and Shelburne clash with the Dubliners looking for a win that would see them leapfrog their hosts. The Lily Whites won the last home meeting with Damien Duff's team while they drew 1-1 at Talcott Park in April. LOI Match Day on Off The Ball. On match day 24 in the first division, Galway United defeated Bray Wanderers 3-0 at home and that led to the Seagulls dropping out of the playoff spots. Wexford beat Treaty United 1-0 at Ferry Carrick Park and climbed up to fifth place. Finn Harps made a back-to-back wins with a 2-1 victory at Kerry and are just three points off the top five. Second place Waterford were held to a nil-all draw by visitors at Lone Town who maintained their place in fourth. Well, third-placed Cove Ramblers went six clear of Athlone Town by beating Longford Town 1-0 at Bishop's Gate. On match day 25 in the First Division, four games kick off at 7.45. Bray Wanderers will go level on 33 points with Athlone Town if they beat the Westmead Club at the Carlisle Grounds. They lost to them in June, but took a 1-0 home win in April. All of a sudden, Wexford are just eight points behind Cove Ramblers and they meet at St. Coleman's Park. The home team has won in the last two clashes this season. Time is running out for Treaty United and Longford Town to catch the top five. They meet at Marketsfield with the Limerick men four points off the playoffs and Town two points further back. Bottom side, Kerry make the trip to second-placed Waterford. The top team, Galway United, go to a resurgent Finn Harps, who have taken seven points from a possible nine in their last three outings. The manager, Dave Rogers, made a raft of new signings this summer, including former Stoke City Academy player Scott Waru. Is that the key reason for the team's change of form? I don't know, really. Like It's a bit weird. Like Obviously, the boys that have signed and stuff, we've obviously gelled pretty well with some of the older players that had been here for quite a while and I think we've obviously added our own different bits of quality to it and it's just been one of those like we've realised we've come to like uh, quite a big club and stuff and seeing like the fan base and stuff like that and it really I guess it we wanted to get off to a good start and it was just one of those things where we've got off to a good start and then we just sort of built on it sort of stuff. Born in Fiji, but moved to the UK at an early age. Waru grew up in Staffordshire. He ended up having to make a choice between playing his two favourite sports. I used to play both at the same time. and I was doing all right in rugby, doing all right in football. And then I had, I had a child at Stoke. But at the same time, I had um, talks with Leicester Tigers Rugby Academy. And it was one of them, like, my parents were like... Um, listen, you could play rugby and you could probably be like every other Fijian like playing rugby. Like it's, it's not really surprising anymore. You could be like someone to start a new, a new pathway, I guess, for like younger kids and stuff, maybe aspiring to play football. So it's one of those. And plus, um, I think the money was a bit better in football anyways. Yeah. Uh, Waru did some research on the League of Ireland before signing for Harps and he was able to call upon a couple of pals he knows already playing here. I have a friend, Cam McJanet. He plays at oh, Derry. Yeah. I do. He's there also. And then uh, Max Murphy, he plays at Bray. Ethan, Ethan Varian, I think he's at Cork at the moment. So, What would they have said to you when you were kind of trying to figure out should I go over here? What was it about the league that they said, yeah, this is this might suit you? They said it was quite physical and stuff. They said technically, to be fair, they think I'd fit right in like uh, physically. It would be like um, a lot of non-league teams are quite, quite a physical league and stuff, more physically than 
than I might have expected, which it is, to be fair. Um, but he said, yeah, it's like decent stadiums. Like it's pretty much a professional setup and stuff at most clubs. So it's one of those really, like if you if you want to get a feel for like professional football and stuff and be back in that system, then it would be a good idea to come here and stuff. The big centre half is looking forward to the visit of the league leaders. 37 points separate the two sides and despite losing 6-0 in Galway, United only managed a 2-1 win the last time they went to Finn Park. Waru and the squad aren't lacking belief going into the game. I think, yeah, we're very confident going into it. Um, we're obviously on a good run of uh, run of form. And uh, to be fair, I was at the last game where, they, where they'd lost 6-0. Um, but you could see glimpses of what we're trying to do. And obviously, they're very big physical side. And obviously, we've brought in some new players who also have a bit of physical stature to them and stuff. So I think this time, hopefully, it'll be a very different ball game and stuff. And hopefully, yeah, we're at home as well, which is always a big thing. We can we could bring something away from it. And I suppose a big responsibility on a, on a player like you as well at the back. Uh, you've got size, you've got physicality. They're they're very good at set pieces, and that's something you have to be wary of. Wary of. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's something we have talked about in training and stuff. <clears throat> How good they are from set pieces, from throw-ins, and you know they like to use their physical um, ability and stuff, especially up front. So it's going to be one of them. We've got to be smart about certain things that we do and. Hopefully we can we can match them in that sense. That last Friday night match kicks off at eight o'clock. Well, that's it for another edition of LOI Match Day. Thank you for listening. And if you can, like and subscribe to the podcast and uh, spread the words. LOI Match Day Extra will be back next week. Safe travels to the match and I'll chat to you next week. LOI Match Day on Off The Ball.